In the Perspectrum podcast, we discuss controversial topics. Outside of this context, Michael and I are both working professionals. While doing this show, we are not acting as agents or representatives of our respective institutions. And none of the views that we express reflect the outlooks of our employers. So don't come to my office and throw toilet paper at me. And I don't have an office, but don't come to my cube. Hello and welcome to the Perspectrum. This is Michael Bloom. Today's episode is going to be a bit different from what you've come to expect from the Perspectrum podcast. Unfortunately, uh, Nathan had a family emergency and is unable to join us today, Um, but he wanted me to forge on and do a solo episode. So I'm actually coming to you alone. Um, Now, don't worry, I'm not going to be sitting here talking to you for an hour to an hour and a half Uh, I'm going to do a short episode um, focused on kind of a different set of topics from what we normally cover. And on the podcast, we try to bring a realistic perspective, but also not forget about the good things. But given, um, you know, this time of year with the holidays, um, getting together with family, I wanted to talk about things being good. Because it's so easy to get bogged down in all of the work that is left to be done and all of the challenges out there that um, sometimes it's easy to lose the forest for the trees. And the forest is that things are getting better. And so that's what I'm talking to you about today. So first I'll talk about our theme, which is uh, actually optimism bias. Uh, and then I'll do I'll discuss a little bit about, you know, a little pieces of data about um, arguing for things getting better over time. And then uh, we'll, I'll talk a little bit about a really cool story that was in the news recently. And then I'll end up talking about um, some good things that happened in 2019. So a good way to bring the year to a close and also be able to um, talk about good things during this time of year. So first off, what is optimism bias. So this is the psychological tendency to overestimate the likelihood of positive events and underestimate the likelihood of negative events occurring in your life. So basically, it's the belief that like things in the future will be much better than the present and the past. So it's interesting when you survey people in, um, they indicate that they actually think that the state of the world is getting worse they still believe that their lives will be better in the future, which is pretty interesting. And not only better, but better than the average life of the people similarly situated to them. Um, So this phenomenon was initially described by Neil Weinstein at Rutgers University in the 1980s. And he found that the majority of his college students believed that their chances of developing a drinking problem or getting divorced were lower than the other students in his class. And at the same time, the majority of these students also believed that their chances of positive outcomes, like owning their own home or living into old age, were much higher than their peers. So, so this, this optimism bias goes hand in hand with like exceptionalism belief that, you know, we are better than average in a significant way. So it's funny, you like survey, um, drivers of cars and a majority of people, like something like two thirds of people believe they are above average at driving, which is, you know, mathematically impossible, but that doesn't hold us back from believing that we are really special. And so you might be wondering why I'm talking to you about this on 
an episode that's supposed to be focused on good things. Um, cause you know, optimism bias can actually be really harmful. It can lead to complacency, um, and a willingness to take unnecessary risks. But at the same time, on the other hand, optimism itself is really important. So obviously the bias is not a good thing. It's uh, an overestimation of the positive and underestimation of the negative, but optimism itself is a really important thing. That's what enables us to have credit. It's optimism about the future. Credit is the price to, that you're willing to pay today for borrowing the money of the future. And it is the belief in better things to come. And that is a pretty strong driving force for us wanting to do good things in the world. So it's important to be realistically optimistic. And that's really the crux of today. The re, the way to think about it is the realization that the fu- achieving the future we want will be difficult, but we can do it. Because it can be a huge challenge to remind ourselves that things are getting better. Because it's really difficult to do the work, the difficult work of self-reflection, especially as, as like a nation or a polity. You know, we, we look out on our world and we think, you know, our politics are more divided than ever. The nation is more racist than ever. But the reality is that like these trends were quiet before, but there. And the hard work of solving them is shedding light on them first so that we can solve them in the future. The first step to overcoming the prejudiced, racist, unequal past of the United States is to realize that it doesn't have to be the future, that it will be difficult, but we can do it, and that that the difficulty is worth it. And the difficulty is worth it because the status quo, as things are right now, is only great for those that benefit from it. And as we've talked about in the past, it can do a lot to leave a lot of people behind. So we can do better than the status quo for the people that are the least well off or just not as privileged as as a lot of us. So really, things are getting better for a lot of in a lot of ways for a lot of people. So that's actually Steven Pinker's hypothesis in um, his book, The Better Angels of Our Nature, and also Enlightenment Now, is basically that things are getting better over time. Um, So he compares like 2018 to 30 years ago. And so in the United States, um, compared to 30 years ago, homicide rates are down from 8.5 people per 100,000 to 5.3 people per 100,000. So that's a reduction of nearly 38% in homicides in the United States over 30 years. And then Currently, 7% of the U.S. lives in poverty, which is drastically too high. But that's versus 12% of the U.S. lived in poverty 30 years ago. And even in in terms of climate change, in particular matter matter released in 2018, is down 40% from from 30 years ago. And sulfur dioxide, which is a byproduct of burning fossil fuels, is down 80%. And that's just the United States. In the world... Um, in 2018, there were 12 ongoing wars versus 23 ongoing war- wars 30 years ago. In the world, 10% of people lived in extreme poverty in 2018. But that's versus 37% of the world that lived in extreme poverty just 30 years ago. 
in 2018, there were 10,000 nuclear weapons in the world. 30 years ago, there were over 60,000 nuclear weapons. Overall in the world, life expectancy is up, child mortality is down, famine is down, extreme poverty is down, there are fewer war wars and fewer deaths from war. Homicide rates are down. You're less likely to be killed in a car crash or a plane crash or even working at your job. You're less likely to be killed in a natural disaster. At the same time, literacy in the world is up. More than 90% of the world's population under the age of 25 can read and write at this point. Considering that, you know, 30 years ago, 37% of people lived in extreme poverty and now those people are able to be educated and to develop new things and grow their economies and improve their lives. That's, that's incredible to me. And on top of that, we're working less. On average, working time is down compared to the 19th century. So for Westerners in the 19th century, um, on average, people would work 60 to 70 hours per week. And now, on average, people are working less than 40. Now, this has to be an average because I don't know anybody that works only 40 hours a week, but <laughs> I guess it balances out. <laughs> and at the same time, when you ask people how happy they are, 86% of the world's countries are reporting an increase in happiness over recent decades. So that's a pretty compelling story. And this happened because of you and me and all of the people that have put hard work into progress and improving the world over the years before us. So it can be done. And for all of the challenge and the difficulty, hard work, being realistic, facing the world with intellectual rigor, and striving for a better world can pay off. And that's really what we're trying to do to contribute to in some small way with the Perspectrum. We're trying to contribute to intellectual rigor. We're trying to contribute to the view of a better world in the future. So I'll finish this segment with this quote from Steven Pinker. A true optimist believes there can be better worlds than the one we have today. And so now it's time for a twist on one of our favorite segments, Ass Heart of, of the, the week. week. So last week at a campaign rally, um, Bernie Sanders was reunited with a veteran that um, spoke up at a uh, town hall back in September. And the veteran, um, his name was John Weigel, or Weigel. Um, and back in September, he was saddled with $139,000 in medical debt to treat um, a condition that he has called Huntington's disease. Um, and uh, at the town hall in September, he said, um, quote, I can't, I can't, I'm going to kill myself, referencing his inability to get out from under his medical debt and feeling like he had no options. To which um, Bernie Sanders at the time replied, hold on, John, stop it. You're not going to kill yourself. Because of the attention that this interaction brought to Weigel um, and the support of um, Senators uh, Catherine Cortez Masto and Jackie Rosen, 
they were able to support Weigel and um, put together a plan for him to uh, tackle his debt by paying $29.50 a month. And last week, Weigel, um, at another campaign event for Bernie, um, spoke up and said, thank you for rescuing me. And uh, Bernie Sanders said to the crowd, quote, as a nation, we can disagree about war. We can disagree about foreign policy. But when brave people like John put their lives on the line to defend our country, when they come home, they will receive the best quality health care this country can provide them. And they will not have to go deeply into debt or be harassed by bill collectors for some stupid bureaucratic reason. So this is, I guess, the kind of hope for the future and optimism that I think draws Nathan and me to a growing degree to Bernie and Warren is that like there are people everywhere whose lives are changed forever by an unexpected medical event. That's one of the main causes for going bankrupt in the United States. And it leads to crippling financial and emotional issues and being able to go out in the United States and help solve those problems for people is the path to a brighter future. And so congratulations to, um, I guess it's either Bernie Sanders, maybe Bernie Sanders and John Weigel for being our uh, ass of the the week. week. (laughs) So now, as promised, I'm going to go through a list of some really significant and exciting things that happened um, so far in 2019. Um, So first... Uh, school strikes and young climate activists uh, are increasing awareness of the climate crisis. It's pretty inspiring to see kids who like really care about, well, I don't know, the future of the planet, uh, who are leading the way. Um, that's pretty amazing. And I'm glad to see that they are getting the recognition that they deserve. Um, in addition, the EU voted to ban 10 common kinds of single-use plastics by 2021, which is a big um, step. Hopefully they actually make it. Um, California and New York also banned single-use plastic bags, which was a huge win. Um, we use, the United States literally uses hundreds of millions of plastic bags um, per year, and highly populated states like California and New York can make a significant dent. Um, in addition, a third of worldwide energy production came from manu- renewable sources in 2019. And currently 75% of coal power is more expensive than solar or wind, which is starting to tip the scales of the economic argument for renewable energy. And I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point in the future, but the the, the reality is that the economics are moving further and further in favor of renewable energy all the time. On the topic of criminal justice, um, the prison population in the Netherlands is at a historic low due to rehabilitation efforts, which I think sets an incredible example for the Western world. Um, Another topic we'll cover in the future is criminal justice in the United States um, and overall what the purpose of our criminal justice system should be. Uh, And I think moving towards rehabilitation as shown by um, the Netherlands is a really powerful example to follow. 
on the economic side, GDP growth per capita has accelerated uh, in 2019, which is awesome throughout the world. Um, global inequality has also fallen um, as underdeveloped countries have, have de- developed and grown. In healthcare news, uh, the second patient ever was cured of HIV, um, which was due to a, a combination of some really important genetic factors, but the proof of concept that a cure for HIV is possible uh, is just a really exciting um, thing for the millions of people affected. Um, in addition, Algeria and Argentina were both declared malaria-free. Malaria kills the second most number of people of any disease, second to tuberculosis. Um, it kills around 800,000 people per year. Um, a child dies of malaria every 30 seconds in the world. Uh, and so being able to put together a program that could eradicate malaria from a nation is huge. So that's really exciting for Algeria and Argentina and hope that we can replicate that in other places. A huge win for Democrats in November, um, taking the trifecta in Virginia for the first time in forever, um, big wins in Kentucky and uh, Louisiana. Um, in addition, uh, Finland just elected its youngest prime minister ever, a 34-year-old social Democrat, Sana Marin. So really exciting time to be a Finn. Stockton, California is experimenting with a basic income, similar to a universal basic income, uh, for some of its poorest families um, to address what is referred to as uh, the, like the, the time tax for uh, for people living in poverty. Basically, when you are really poor, you are unable to pay for convenience. And so doing things that take um, non-poor people not very long take a lot more time. And all of a sudden, you've got a a ton of demands on your time that prevent you from living a fulfilling life or even being able to to earn money or spend time with your family or put food on the table. So a really interesting experiment in Stockton. In science, there was the first ever image of a black hole that was produced in 2019, and also the first ever all-female spacewalk happened in October. So truly a huge year um, in a lot of really exciting ways. And we'd actually love to hear from all of you out there, um, all of our listeners, about things that inspired you and made you excited in 2019. So if you have news items or... Um, things that you're excited about that are out there in the world, um, post them to our Facebook page, send us a message. We'll call them out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, please just like connect with us and let us know what got you excited in 2019. And I, I hope that as we talk about how to move towards a brighter and better future, we don't lose sight of the incredible strides that we're reaching all the time. Because the truth is, in the pursuit of progress, we keep moving the goalposts, right? Like we keep resetting what it means to achieve our goals as our goals increase. You know, global poverty has decreased significantly, um, but the definition of poverty has also changed. Um, so I believe it used to be extreme poverty was living on less than $1 a day, and now it's $2. And, you know, partially that's to keep up with inflation, but partially it's because we are expecting more. And those higher expectations are leading to better outcomes. Um, And so to end this on our typical high note, I'll just uh, leave you with my highlights for this past week. Um, I got to celebrate Bree's birthday with her 
uh, this past weekend, which was wonderful. Uh, we were able to really just spend time focusing on each other, and that was excellent. And I can't wait for um, the coming holiday to spend time with my family. And with that, thanks for listening to this uh, really strange episode of the Perspectrum. Um, I'll be excited for Nathan, Nathan to come back when he's able, um, which will be next week. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Mm-hmm.